Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the first ever uh, driving episode of Long Lost Heroes Podcast. Uh, I am riding here co-captain, co-pilot, navigator, uh, your buddy AJ Sherman here with the pilot, the commander, Mr. Frank Marsilio. Frank, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. This has been quite the adventure so far, but uh, we're just cruising along. Right, right now. Right, just cruising knock along. on wood. Knock on my big wooden head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, like, we, we died a little bit earlier, but it is now totally beautiful. It is like the most beautiful day. Uh, it's sunny. It's partly cloudy. Um, we are driving up the throughway. We are about to pass the... New Paltz exits uh, on 87, so if you know where that is, you know where we are. Uh, and folks, this is the first part of the extended uh, SPAC cast. Uh, <laughs> Saratoga Performing Arts Center, Dave Matthews Band, 2018 uh, tour, our trip the, up. The 10-year anniversary yeah. of our first SPAC. Well, not the not the first spec. Our our oh, it was our second spec. It was second spec. All right. Well, there's but no the, but it was the best spec. It was the best spec. You know, uh, if if you were there, you know, shout outs to everybody from the 2008 crew, the 2009 crew, the 2010 crew, the 2012 crew, 2013, 14, 15, 16, and even last year, 2017. We love you guys. Yeah. Uh, we miss you. We're thinking about you. One of the things that's fun about you know going up to spec every year is you know. Thinking about everybody that we used to come up with and party and, yeah. and enjoy this kind of we beautiful make, summer weekend. We make new memories every year, and it, you know we have nostalgia for it. And like, it's great. Like, uh, you know, my bachelor party was up here. It was just perfect weekend for five years ago. This five years ago. ago, and like all these other years where like we stay in these crazy houses and we get to have a really fun time. And uh, you know, it's just like sort of our summer exodus that we have to do. Um, yeah. And, like, there's so much more to it than just all that. I mean, we get to see Dave Matthews and it's kind of like our the peak of of, of our summer like there are some years we've seen Dave Matthews so many different times but like SPAC is the one we look forward to SPAC is the one a lot of Dave Matthews fans look forward to I, I definitely would agree with you there because it first of all if you've never been to, to Saratoga Performing Arts Center go it is so amazingly beautiful it's a beautiful natural amphitheater with a nice uh, pavilion built on top of it in a state park, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, when you the stay sun up goes in Saratoga, down, like, it, it, you get a really great view of the sky. I think tonight we're gonna have a really nice view. Yes, yeah. it's, it's not gonna be raining. Oh, we've had rainy specs, but this is not gonna be one. And like, it's just a uh, you feel like you're. I mean, it's upstate New York. You just feel like you're kind of in the, in nature. It's. Great. I mean, I mean, I've always said this. I don't know if I've ever said it out loud. But, like, to me, when we're on the lawn, because we always do the lawn. We've gotten tickets to a few different people, but mostly we're on the lawn and we stand in the GA with the people. This is fucking socialism over here. But anyway, when you stand outside on that lawn and you see the pavilion, it kind of reminds me of, like, the mothership from E.T. Yes. You have said that before. Um, and that I love that movie, so, like, to be there in the woods, in the forest with everybody in my Reese's Pieces is fantastic. <laughs> um so, okay, so what is Dave Matthews' band? Well, Dave Matthews' band is, is Dave Matthews and his band. They've been touring around, you know, all, all over the country, all around the world uh, since the early 90s. Um, they are probably our favorite group, you know, living right now. Yeah, um, they've been, you know, releasing albums. You heard a few weeks ago that we uh, put out a review, or not a review, a discussion on the uh, latest album, Come Tomorrow, which was fantastic. And... 
we really yeah. we really dug we it. We listened to it earlier twice actually twice. as we're sitting in Manhattan in traffic, but uh, it's definitely grown grown on me, and I'm sure you know, other people. I keep hearing you know feedback that they really enjoy it. Like it, it's it's a great. And you listened to the vinyl recently. Yeah, the the, act, the vinyl is very warm. It's mastered really well. Uh, props to Dave and the whole audio team over you know that he uses because they really did a great job on the on the record. Um, but tonight is the first night we're going to be seeing all of these, you know, new songs, 14 new canonical Dave songs now added to the, now added to the big yeah. backlog. Um, you know, we've seen, I think, Frank, you said 24 shows you've been to? this is my 24th show. Holy shit. I, I don't want to bore you guys and count because I'm, I'm, I've erased too many memories and stoned <laughs> fuzziness. Um, but yeah, this, we've been, we've seen Dave a lot here. So I think what we wanted to kind of do do at this point in this juncture is kind of you know go back a little bit over the history of SPAC. So SPAC, this uh, event for us, we've been doing it since 2007. That was we were in high school. We drove up. It was a one night only show, um, and it was very fun, um, very crazy. Trey Anastasio guested on Line Our Graves during his. Uh, uh, probation when he was arrested uh, for DUI, uh, which is crazy. Uh, anyway, while during a, like that said, like you know, we were so young and uninformed, but they also only did one night. The second year, 2008, which this is the 10 year anniversary of, that was the first time we ever did two nights, and that was some crazy shit. Yeah, man, it's <laughs> uh, it's crazy that it's been that long, um, but also like say before we've made so many other memories in between and have been up so many other times since that like yeah that's uh, it was definitely a high point in more ways than one um <laughs> you think people are gonna get the double entendre <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's uh it's we've had so many great years like uh you know 2009 an album came out 2012 yeah. an album came out and we got to see you know them play through a lot of those songs and so I think this is, we have another unique experience. And that was like a big deciding factor for me. Like I, it just was, I, to be totally like blunt, I didn't think I was going to make it to the show because of all the things going on right now. And I was like, I got to go because it's an album release year. If I don't go tonight, I'm going to not see Dave the whole year. And I need to hear these songs live because like we were just listening to it. And, you know, a lot of them, some of them we've seen live before because, you know, they've released them earlier. Sure. Um, and, you know, you can listen to recordings of them live because that's, like, part of Dave Matthews' community. They have, you know, people out there that tape, and it's definitely ingrained in the culture, and it's, you know, not frowned upon. And so we have... Shout-outs to the DMB uh, Hub yeah. app as well as the Ants Marching Podcast. They do a great job. They do. If you want to dig deep into more Dave and kind of dig into know a weekend of shows that they're going to recap there we'll have a new episode on monday morning shout out to those guys that we are i'm totally a listener you guys do a great job yeah absolutely and uh you know we're we're trying to broaden our horizons and the, the topics that we discuss so we you know we, we we love dave matthews so much that we definitely have the opportunity to talk about it um well also yeah, like, like this is like you know it's part of like the the fandoms like that's kind of a cool thing that we all kind of share true, you know true you got Star Wars, you have your Marvel. Those are pretty run-of-the-mill, you know? But to have a fandom like Dave is kind of special. You know, for a while when we were kids, before we had smartphones, we would get text message updates of the <laughs> set lists when they would finish up to track what songs they were playing before we would get to the shows. 
we would look on, you know, dmbalmanac.com or, or Ant's Marching, like, yeah, like, and go and look and see what songs we're missing, what songs they're about to play, what what they what they're bringing back. Yeah, it's a perfect transition actually, because like, part of Dave Matthews culture, they have such a big back catalog of songs that it they don't play the same show every night. Like they, they can't, they can't, and they have so many different songs, especially this year with the new album and so much more material. Like part of the game, as it were, is that like you want to like figure out what they're gonna play. You want to predict the songs that you want to hear, what, the ones you think they're gonna play, just because they, they and, fit. Um, and this canonically comes back to I think I love putting like our mythology out there in the world. <laughs> One of like my favorite long lost hero myths is from Ari Daniels. That when Ari Daniels attend, so Ari Daniels is the brother of Max Daniels. Shout out to Ari and Max. Uh, come to SPAC, guys, yeah. when it's not on a fucking Shabbat night. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that Ari Daniels went to Central Park concert, and in front of him were two lesbians, and they called every song of that entire night. How true that story is, I don't know. <laughs> but like to me, like that's where the origin of this game began. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of it, like when you're at the show you're like okay what are they gonna play either before they even play a note you try to predict it and then there's always the like okay who heard that first note what was it and then like you guess it and, and then like as guys who are not totally music illiterate like we're listening to hear what notes they're playing like yeah. we're listening to hear or see what kind of guitars Dave is using yeah. or trying to figure out before like if, the, if I hear Stefan noodling around in a drop D thing I'm like oh there's they could play from like these five songs that's what's happening Right, and, and we've gotten to a point where, like, it's become a really great game, and it's a game we're about to play with you guys right now. <laughs> so I think an abbreviated game that we can play that would be pretty quick on this segment of the podcast. Okay, because before we dive in too deep, like, the plan is to recap the show tomorrow afterwards. We're going to talk about how it went, every, what we loved, what we didn't like, um, what we thought of the songs live. And then uh, AJ and the other guys hopefully are going to do night two. I won't be here, but, you know... We, we definitely want to recap that if, if at all possible, or you know we can talk about it like next week or something. Sure. When we get back. Um, but okay. yeah, so let's talk about the, the so let, show. So I want to play this game. I want to modify it just a little bit, if that's sure. okay. Just so we play a little bit more relevancy, and I think we hit, and we don't play the same game for the next four hours. Um, what come tomorrow song are you most looking forward to seeing tonight? Um, again and again, uh, that. Especially because I'm only going one night. I, I have to kind of like really focus in on the ones that I want. And I can't be like, well, it would be great to see tonight, but I could see it tomorrow like I have in years past. I really want to see it again and again. It's my favorite song on the record. And I think it's I think it's a, a single and they should have put it out on, on you know the airwaves and stuff like that. But that's I, just me. I agree with you. I'm going to pull for that one. Uh, but I'm going to actually go with an easy one. I'm, I'm totally feeling I can't stop tonight. It's totally coming. We're gonna get, we're gonna get that. Hopefully, we get the nostalgia intro. I'm down for that one. That'd be cool. I mean, because we've seen "Can't Stop" it's back before. Um, so like, a lot, yeah. You know, this is a song that they've been playing for years that now has evolved, and they put it on a live or a recording on master recording. So yeah, I'd love to see "Can't Stop" too. That'd be a great one. Yeah. So, um, you know, pretty much we're gonna be playing a version of this game for the next uh, <laughs> six hours as we wait for the day. Uh, Matthew's band to take the stage it's back uh, until that time uh, you know maybe you want to go grab a you know maybe you want to go roll one up maybe you want to go you know grab a brewski maybe you want to go uh, you know turn on the outdoor speakers and sit out by the pool because we're going to have a nice little time and a little vacation with y'all 
We hope you enjoy it. Uh, and uh, until the next segment, uh, we hope you all, uh, you know, take it easy. Yeah, man. It's, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I can't wait to recap tomorrow. Take care, y'all. Bye. See you after the show. Last night, back night one, 2018. I'm here, 2018. We, you know, you just heard us July talk about. July 13th. Yes. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Friday the 13th, which totally screwed us on the ride up, but we made it. We so made it. We made it to the hotel. We got an Uber, and we went to the show. It was great. I'm Frank. I'm here with AJ. How you doing? I'm doing really great. I'm so happy to be here. And that voice you've already heard on the track for the first time. Is our good buddy and longtime requested guest on the podcast, first time ever joining us, Danny Silverberg. Welcome aboard, buddy. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Oh my God, we're so happy. I'm a little tired, but <laughs> glad to be here. Well, you're tired with good reason. Like that sh- set was crazy. It was a great set. It was a great show. We've been to a lot of these. Uh huh. Like they're continuously surprising. We were talking to some people in the parking lot, and like you go to Jones Beach, we're like, nah, this is the jam. This is where you come from. Yeah, I mean. It- it's just such a great experience going this back. Like, it's just like a family. Just everyone comes and like we even just got here, uh, went down to the lobby this morning. We saw our friends that are going to tonight's show, and it's like, it's just like a reunion. Yeah, over the summer. And it really it's, is. It's like a rendezvous. It's back. Yes. Like everyone comes together. We meet. It's back. It's the time of our lives. Yes. <laughs> and then everyone goes back their separate ways. It's it's very cool. Like it all culminates together. But um, okay. But so yeah. let, let's talk about like the. It was it was like eighty degrees and perfect, no humidity, clear, beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous perfect. last night. Yeah, it was a perfect. Um, got into the venue around seven o'clock. Spack and Saratoga now has a full-on Uber, which they have not had ever before. So that was huge. I mean, it worked the way there, not the way back, but it is what it is. We'll, we'll take what we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just, and we probably should have expected that it was just crazy busy you know they have a, an uber lot but like it's not realistic it's you not could, realistic right but i think pr- this is the first year that they've had the, the uber lot yes like it really feels like that spac has evolved over the years yeah oh like, yeah from when we first started going 10 years ago to now it's like now they have they've been and jerry's on the lawn 
Yeah, like crazy. <laughs> Remember when there, there was the beer garden? Yeah. And you guys got stuck in the beer garden with like 18 beers? Yeah. And you drank them? <laughs> we're trying to get... back, you're all wasted. We're like, guys, we're going to the beer garden. We're going to get beer for everybody. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we get the beer. The guy at the, the gate's like, what are you doing? You can't leave. <laughs> so then it's me, Morris, and Burnbow with 12 beers oh, each. Oh, we're God. Like, okay. It's crazy. Yeah, no more of that. <laughs> yeah. Drink yeah. on the lawn now. Drink on the lawn. It's great. Um... Okay, so I just want to like start off by saying like we are like we're huge fans. So like yeah. really they could have gone up there and do, done whatever. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But like what they bring to SPAC is like special. I think Dave likes it here. He likes to be here. Um, and true to our prediction, we knew it was going to be a come tomorrow opener. Literally, come tomorrow opener. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be any more on the nose. I think we both. I I thought maybe Samurai Cop. Right. Um, we got that later, which was good. But um, we were all like sitting in the in the crowd, like, okay, what what is it gonna be? And I think all of us were probably thinking something from the new album. I was not. I was. No? I thought it was gonna be You Never Know, just because I really wanted it at the moment. But surprised they played. I could not have been off. Yeah. They may oh, yeah. play that tonight. Um, you try to feel the crowd, feel the energy. True. Yeah, and last night was definitely a very energetic crowd. Yeah. Like the, I would say that. Um, like the ravey lights have fully made it their way to SPAC now, and that I saw tons of people with like the LED sunglasses and the full on LED shoes. Like that kind of has come to SPAC, yeah. which is new and cool and maybe okay. Uh, but then you go through this great opener of Come Tomorrow right into one of our favorite songs and consummate Matt Zeeby. <laughs> yes, yeah. Raven. The Raven. It's so good. So good. Tour debut. I don't know the last time they. Played it. Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen it live. I don't know if I've seen it live. Either. I don't think anybody so anybody has. It was and it was so good. Like the the way they kind of like slowly built into it, and then it's like, oh god, this is Raven. Like what a throwback. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think Come Tomorrow as an opener was was good. I think it it did set the tone in a lot of ways. Like it was a chill show. Like yeah. Like, the songs that they had, like there, there wasn't a lot of too like heavy, heavy rock stuff. It was, which I think again, like we've talked about before, is like kind of the direction that it's going. Well, not even that. Like uh, we spoke about this in the parking lot with those people. Uh, I would love to ask Danny. Did you feel like last night was like the loudest you've ever heard, Dave? They were. I, I think they played very, very well. I think they were. They were very, very tight. They were definitely loud. I they felt, felt they it, felt louder, but it also felt like the energy of the crowd. It was really like feeding off the energy. Yeah. Sure, the crowd really was going wild, especially where we were. Like the people around us, yeah. they were having a blast. They were having so much fun. Yeah. We had a really great spot. We had a great spot on the lawn, right on the right hand side horn section. Um, and we had a good view of one of the uh, monitors, the screens, and like, yeah. we could see the stage really well. Like at no point did any of us, I feel like, feel like we had to move up closer. Like we were prime location. Prime location, yeah. and. One of the great things about SPAC is just how fantastic the sound is. Like, the fact that you can hear everybody singing every word to every song is, like, fantastic. Yeah. Like, perfectly audible at any given point. Um, yeah. So, right from Raven, which was a really sweet and, and awesome, you know, throwback, we go right into Stay or Leave, which I don't think anybody really was thinking about. No. No. And that was also very well performed and, and really tight. I dug that one. Um, yeah, uh, Sterling was good. Um, and then, like, <laughs> I think I said this to you guys. Gray Street, 
Yeah. It is probably the song I've heard the most. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, for all my shows, but yeah. like, well, it's, it's one of the older songs. Too, it is. So yeah. They've like consistently played it over the last you know fifteen years. And I do feel like it's one of their like, in their like top five like hits. People that like know that song. Sure. Yeah. And but it's not one that I feel like, in a weird way, is over overplayed because like, every time I see it, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, it was, it was, it's always funny to hear the crowd mess up what verse you're on yes. <laughs> for the end. Uh, so I, 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 like that. I like that part. That doesn't bug me. Um, we were talking about Gray Street on the ride up. Like, like even like, like, like for us, like we remember seeing like Ari's band like arrive yeah, playing yeah. Gray Street at school. Like, yeah. and we were saying like, yo, like when they played that. It wasn't like that wasn't old. That wasn't an old song. That yeah. was like two years old at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but it felt like a classic. It was like an instant yeah, classic. Yeah, definitely a D and B classic. Mm-hmm. I uh, think that was the first song I learned on guitar too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and I don't. Yeah. Even, I I played bass. <laughs> but I, but you know like, uh, I remember ZB burning me a disc back in the day of like, either maybe all Dave songs or like kind of a mix of like the different things he was listening to at the time and it was probably like eighth grade ninth grade and yeah. like gray street was on there and like i would just play it over and over again and then when i started playing bass like i that was one of the first songs i learned when i got an acoustic guitar i definitely learned it because it's <laughs> it's just like it's a good and it has a really good jam too mm-hmm. you know, it's really cool. oh for sure um so actually before we get too far uh farther into the set um it's kind of weird that so this was our first show without Boyd. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we hadn't, you know, I, in in a lot of ways I felt his absence, but I was I was surprised at how much I didn't feel the absence. You know, they like they felt like they put um, a buddy and like a couple of the horns in his place, and it, and yeah. it worked really well. Yeah. Well, I think I'll I'll say this. I think that we've been talking about this and thinking about what this is going to be like for such a long time. That to get there and, and even during Come Tomorrow, which has a ton of synthetic uh, strings on it, or I don't know if they were recorded live with real strings, but they were able to replicate the sound perfectly with Buddy on the synthesizer. And that translated very well, I believe, into uh, Gray Street, um, where you don't necessarily know if there's a big sound that's missing in Void. Maybe you're missing the solo, but... You're not missing the extra part of the sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think it's probably different for Evan. Evan, for some reason, I guess, didn't figure about Boyd until yesterday, right. which is like crazy because he works in entertainment. But like, we've all been dealing with this for months now. Mm-hmm. So it's been like probably since May. So it's two full months of us dealing with. There's no more Boyd. It's back. No Boyd. It's back. Really, no Boyd on the album. Um, probably no Boyd in the future. Probably no Boyd in the future. And like right. we, I don't know if everyone has, but like I've listened to a couple of the, um, like the, the recordings of the shows up until this point. So like I've heard some of the the songs without him, um, and yeah, this is the way it is now. It's it's kind of crazy. And I mean, you know, will they ever get a new violin? Maybe. Well, I I don't know. I want to reiterate this point. I don't know if I said it earlier on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Um, I think what happened and what they're gonna do is looking at it from our angle, of the fan angle, you're like, oh, okay, well, like, let's just replace him. And that's very easy for us because we came into the fandom two years in and Leroy passes, and we see him be replaced by arguably one of the best sax players in the whole world, Jeff Coffin. Yeah. 
But by doing that, Dave is really honoring the legacy of Leroy Moore by having this fantastic player play his songs and his lines indefinitely. I think what Dave is showing us, and absolutely last night, is that the songs where Boyd is heavy and you're going to miss him, like, yes, he's going to be missed, but we're going to do something else in this in its place, and we're going to make sure that you feel comfortable with this song, um, because to replace him with another violin player would be to kind of honor the legacy of Boyd, and maybe that's not what they need to do right now. Mm -hmm. So I think what they're going to do is, is kind of continue to revamp songs like Pig and throw a muted trumpet in for the violin or, you know, use Buddy to do more synthetic strings. But I think after last night, it pretty much cemented in my head, like, the way that this direction mm -hmm. was going. Nothing could be more telling of that than Dave playing a Fender Stratocaster on stage. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, Max Daniels, you would be flipping over doing somersaults in the lawn. <laughs> like, Wow. Um, um, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think, Danny? Do, do you feel like you missed Boyd or the violin? or? I mean, there was times where I definitely like, you know, where's Boyd? But I, I thought Buddy does a great job of, of really like filling the violin void. Yeah. I, I think the band overall did a, you know, they, they did a great job. They know how to adapt. They've done it, you know, they've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think as a band that like started out as, you know, four or five guys and then they would have Tim on tour, they would have you know, Butch Taylor and now Buddy at, on keys, and then they add Rashawn. So, like, there's a, enough guys up there that yeah. they're, they can fill in the gaps. And, you know, as long as the lines are getting played, you know, it, I think for me, and, like, this is jumping a little bit ahead, oh, but, please. like, the, the biggest one that was weird was Ants. Like, yeah, Ants was weird. Um, but we also, I wasn't there to really watch it. We, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did, it, what did it look like being down there? Yeah, I was, I was, I think it was me and your brother and like everyone else was kind of just like, <laughs> yeah. all right, this, I mean, this was the closer. So, um, we're all sort of like, you know, I felt that it was going to be the closer as soon as it, it hit. Cause yeah, it's like, yeah. all right, we, we've, we've got a lot of songs already. This is a, a one that they classically close the set with. Um, it, yeah, I mean, the energy definitely dropped. Like when, when you, when they do the stop time stuff where it's usually like, like it. I don't know. I, I feel like they need to figure out something new because you feel like all of a sudden it should be violin and it's just sort of like silent gaps and stuff like that. And like then they start to jam and like it built to a really good point, but I feel like when it started it wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's also it's just going to take time. Like yeah. these songs have been around for so long and they've been played, you know, Boyd has such a strong hold on ants. And it's like, well, that tripping Billy's, like yeah. you know, um, uh, Jimmy thing. Like, there's going to be some songs that are going to need some evolving, yeah. And they're going to have to kind of figure out in which direction they want those songs to evolve. Now, the cool thing I think about that Buddy brings to the table is like he's he's got a full setup back there. So he's got organ, he's got synth, he's got keys. Like, he can definitely provide a, a, a lot of flourishing sound. He's like the music man, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I. They'll, they'll keep playing it. You know, I think that there's... Dave already has, like, an ants and, like, a hit problem anyway. You know, that, like, ants, two-step, they're big closers. They're going to have to rework. Like, yeah. Because... And they usually do that every few years anyway. Like... True. Like, when we came into it, when we started going to Dave, it was definitely a derivative of the Central Park two-step until, until uh, Butch left. Yes. You know? 
once Butch left, then it went to more of the derivative of like the Red Rocks two step as a throwback with Tim yeah. in those early years. And then it kind of evolved and changed even more. Yeah, and, um, like, and you, you throw had Rashawn in there and like Ants, great version, like where they did the year that they did the, the two set tour, yes. where you had like the acoustic Ants version that they would play at the end of that set. Yeah. Like that song evolved. Like they changed the way that the, that opening goes. Um, I think that they'll just continue to, to play and tinker around with it, and there will be winners and losers. You know, there'll be peop- there will be songs that get to come back, and maybe some songs that don't really come back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, all right, so let's get back to the set. Uh, so we talked about Grace Street, and then we have Grace is Gone, um, which oh, great. Uh-oh. Uh oh, it's okay. We're okay. Everybody's all right. Don't worry about it. Um, so <laughs> it's fat spill. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Grace is gone. Like, I like this song. I, I'm a big uh, fan of Busted Stuff as an album. So I was really happy that we got a lot of songs from it. Um, I would have maybe preferred something else, but like, it was fun um, to have that kind of early on in the set. Though I, I don't know, it felt a, like right. a, a little bit of a, yeah, a it's slowdown. It's like, usually like a closer, like an encore, yeah. in between you know the high energy songs. Yeah. Um, what do you think, AJ? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I like the. I think one of the fun things about Dave is you get attached to like certain versions. So I love the 2007 tour sampler. Oh my Grace God. is gone, Blackwater. Like, that's a classic. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's so great. So, I don't know. I love that outro. Like, it makes me nostalgic for that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, Grace is gone is a good song. It's a nice little. You know, slow down. Yeah. It's cool. It's like it was weird that he did so much busted stuff. You know, like yeah, yeah that, that was definitely surprising. Yeah, yeah, definitely surprising. Um, and we'll get to some of the the big. I mean, obviously we said Raven already, but like that's Grace definitely is, the bi- the big surprise. The, the big, big surprise because Grace has gone. It never really went away. You know, no, Grace has gone is is a, is a consonant yeah, or staple. As is Grace mm-hmm. Street. Yeah, so yeah, like those yeah. Are, those are there. All right, so now. Now we get to that girl issue, which I know you don't really. Care I don't. For. Yeah, you know what? The song live grew on me. Yeah. You know, and it's what I told you. Like, this is a jam. This is not a full fledged song. So, like, when you watch them do it and and they perform it a little bit more regimented and something we said early on was like, band was so tight, like tighter than I think that they've been maybe in a few years since I've seen them. Like, I know we say that every year, but <laughs> no, no, but like every year they do seem to get tighter. They're tighter, like they're just like in sync. Like there's not a there's mm-hmm. not a thirty second note that's like out of place. It's like they're so in time. Yeah. Um. I don't, yeah. And I, I also think that getting to SPAC, they're at a, a point in the tour most of the most of the time. Right. That it's like they've been playing for months. Like, you know, SPAC usually is not at the beginning of the tour. It's usually kind of the middle or towards the end. And like, I, maybe we're just lucky in that sense that they they are always in their groove at this point. I mean, sure. they, they've mm-hmm. actually had several days off, and so it's like, to come in night one with SPAC and, you know, really... Tear the roof off, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so I don't know, some of the earlier shows, that they're still kind of finding their footing. I think the biggest thing, like we were just saying, is like, finding their footing with Buddy in there and Boytown. And, but like, I think that, you know, they're, they're so tight, and like, Buddy's such a professional that like, it fits in seamlessly. It's pretty, it's pretty great. That, that's something we're very lucky with. But really, I want to get into the next three songs because that was like probably the highlight of the night for me. <laughs> so, five songs, but yes, go five, ahead. Okay, so <laughs> you go from That Girl Is You 
to warehouse. warehouse captain minarets. Like, think about that for a moment. Like, <laughs> like warehouse captain minarets. So warehouse, one of our favorite, favorite, favorite songs. Yeah, from, especially see live, we love it. Yeah, fantastic. And it's a crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. And a great revamp, but through a classic interpolation. Like mm-hmm. you do the the old style opening, you get. Unfortunately, we're not going to get the long openings for Warehouse back. That's okay. Um, yeah. But that was like a fantastic jam. The crowd made him do the Louie Louie interpolation. Yes. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's not an option anymore. It's just the crowd yeah. is going to sing it. <laughs> uh, that's cool because I think everybody in this crowd has like live track six. I'm sure that that's exactly <laughs> yeah. where that comes from. Yeah. Uh, then Captain. S- Captain. Yeah, Something we've never, ever, ever seen. And we always, always want. Always, always want. Yeah. It's so good. And that's like your favorite and long time consummate requested song. Yes. So how did that feel for you? And have you seen this live before? I don't think I have. If I have, it was early on in like my my tour lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. It's just it's just like such a good. It just like starts so like quiet, but it's like it's just got so much like emotion in it, um, and like that. It's interesting because that one I feel like does have a, a violin presence, and mm-hmm. it was still really great. Like I think. It, Buddy filled in the gaps there. And I think one of the things they're going to be trying to prove to us is that they don't need it. And that they're going to be playing these kind of throwback songs this tour to get us back. Yeah. yeah. To say, guys, we, we got you. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because immediately from Captain to fucking Minarets, the place went crazy. <laughs> uh, the intro? Yeah. Uh, that was just excellent. Uh, we had a good crowd of people who knew the words so that was very good that was cool because um, that's you know one of their oldest songs and like yeah that was a weird thing like you were saying before i think before we start recording it's like the 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 audience has evolved so much yeah. because like we we've been seeing them for at least 10 years but there are people that have been seeing them for five and like one of their first records could be big whiskey mm-hmm, you know yeah. like and so like they really grew up with a lot of those songs and for them to like go back to Minarets and know that in the back catalog was really cool because mm-hmm. I mean I think that's what's great about Dave that there's always more to go back to and like right, right. learn more about. It's like it's never you could always go back and listen to the old you know the old classics. Yeah, um, and then um, Samurai Cop, which yeah, which is cool because like like we were thinking maybe we we're gonna get it in the opener. Um, it is growing on me. I think as um, a live song, it was really really fun. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was a, a lot of fun to see live. I also I like the acoustic version a lot. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I didn't. I don't remember hearing the acoustic version before the album came out and Dave started going around and promoting. Right. Like on the, on NPR, he played it. Yeah, I thought that was. I thought it was awesome acoustic. Well, and it's funny because like this is one that they debuted on tour either last year or a couple of years I think ago. A few years yeah, ago. Yeah. So it's like I uh, we've seen it at Spat. We have yeah, seen we it before, have. but now it's like now that we have an album version, it feels real and it feels like fully formed and they know what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I think maybe, stop me if I'm getting a little crazy here, but one of the things I definitely saw from last night was like, Dave played a lot of songs. Like there was a couple jams, lots of songs. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're evolving in that way. Like they're not, we'll see when they do the 18 minute Jimmy thing tonight, but like <laughs> when, you know, when, uh, it just felt like Samurai Cop is a complete song. It's a complete idea. It's beautifully yeah. played. 
um, and they've mastered it. Yeah, they really have. Yeah, there are a lot that it's like, oh, they're not going into a gem here. It's I would. Lo- right. I, yeah. What would be cool would be to see a fun interpolation at the end of Sentinel Black. Yeah, would be something like fun that they could throw in there, and they'll get there when they start to you know feel like they need to play around with it yeah. some more. Um, why? Go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Uh, why I am is next, and like. Great. That is just a it's great, always fun. Always fun. <laughs> um, it's, it's one of those that like I'm sure everybody thinks of Roy as soon as the, they start playing it, and I'm sure they think about it because that song is basically written for him. So mm-hmm. um, it's yeah, it it means a lot to the band, and I think it means a lot to them to play it and honor him. You know, starting the set, oh, well, we're not sure. starting the set, starting the the two set shows. <laughs> yeah, show night one. Um, and then, and then, and then, <laughs> let's get go. to AJ's bit. <laughs> so you know when you're on Canto Bite and you're going through the casino and you don't know what's happening, you get stuck. Uh, so yeah, when you do a bit about a popular song <laughs> that uh, is comical, it comes back to bite you in the ass. And uh, so again, uh, there's a long Dave song that's never been released called Seek Up. Um, it's primarily known for having the longest intro of any Dave song. Yep. And, uh, yeah. It's I, I literally went, it started, I was like, hey, AJ, it's, uh, it's your favorite one. Uh, I'll see you in up. five minutes. I went to the bathroom, I got beer, I came back, they were still in the intro. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> Ryan left after you, came back. They were still playing Seek Up. Like, it was like that a 24 is, minutes it was a really long Seek yeah. Up. Yeah. And it, I like Seek Up. Dave went to the bathroom. Did when? He? I saw him. He left. He went to the bathroom. <laughs> During Seek Up? Yes. <laughs> like, oh, I okay. mean, like, I like it a lot. It is fun to play. I've, you know, I used to jam on it. But, yeah, I mean, they got to trim that down. <laughs> but I think that that's kind of that that's what it is now. That's what it's evolved into. Seek up. There's always gonna be twenty minutes. You're gonna get lost in the crowd, lost in the music. Sure. Um, I don't know. It's fine. Like, I think it's just it's really funny that that's how, what it's become. And um, so yeah. And then we had uh, can't stop. We had can't stop, which can't stop has really it's really evolved. It, I mean, hundred percent. Like yeah. back when we were hearing it. Before, uh, what, like 2006? 2006, yeah, before Big Whiskey even came out. Like, Can't Stop is a different song. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it's a lot, This, I mean, the lyrics are the same, except for, like, maybe the, the bridge. But, like, it's faster. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefan doesn't play the riff anymore. It's a, who plays it? It's a guitar riff. Because, huh. yeah, so it used to be a Stef- uh, Stefan thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's, he's playing, like, more, like, filler stuff. And I noticed this on the album too. Yeah, but like confirmed at the show. Like, it's okay. weird. That's weird. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun to see the songs evolve. Like that song that we watched grow and change, be it a tour consummate classic, kind of like a cornbread. We thought that's how I thought the future of Can't Stop. I, if you were to ask me three years ago, which of like the tour songs you think are going to end up on an album, Can't Stop is not going to be one of them. No, right, right. Oh. No, uh, no surprise. And that was one that I think they really looked at it and they're like, we could evolve this. Yeah. They and did. Then. They added the bridge. Um, and that also has like a very rocky bridge now sound to it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it has a full on breakdown. Yeah. I, we, the, it, the evolution of that song at SPAC is crazy. We yeah. saw that at the very first SPAC. 
Like, that's crazy. Yeah. 2007, um, and it was <laughs> an early Can't Stop. It's amazing it didn't pop up on, on the album until, what, 2018? Yeah. Okay. Only 11 years 11 later. years. So, and so this is the, the fourth Come, Come Tomorrow song that we saw for the night, which... If I was a betting man, I figured we'd see it at, like, at least five or six, and we did five. Um, so, but before we get there, uh, what would you say? Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Great, great. Classic. Classic. Different, so different without Boyd. Definitely different without Boyd, but... But not horrible. The organ, I no. think, worked well. And it definitely had a fun breakdown. You get a little bit more... Uh, you get a little bit more Buddy. You get a little bit more Tim. And then it, you kind of have this nice little battle between... Uh, Rashawn and Jeff the whole night like that that felt yeah. pretty comfortable the whole time so let me ask you this um, so obviously Dave sings Carter sings oh yeah uh, okay. Rashawn has have we seen that before of Carter sing Carter oh yeah the Carter yeah. rap breakdown oh well that was nuts <laughs> that was crazy <laughs> that. that was amazing uh, but yeah Carter's always sang uh, Rashawn has sang since he's been with the band but Boyd used to sing Did does uh, Buddy sing I didn't know. I didn't catch it. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't. I didn't see. So, and and that may be fine because if you've got the you know the, the two backups in um, uh, Rashawn and uh, Carter, then I think you're fine. But um, yeah, what would you say was fun? Uh, time bomb. I left. People uh, <laughs> like, why are you leaving? It's time bomb. Some, some me and Danny are walking out. Like, dude, it's time bomb. We're like, yeah, it's time bomb. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Uh, it was. I knew it wasn't gonna be time bomb two step. I just felt that in my bones. Yeah. Uh, so, I was cool with leaving. I I like time bomb, but I'm more of a drunken soldier fan. If I'm oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, if I'm gonna be, it's not one of my favorites off of uh, Big Whiskey either. So no, it's like I, I would have rather had some other things. Um, then Idea of You, I would have liked to actually have been down and listened a little bit more closely mm-hmm. because this is a song we've also seen at SPAC a few times. Yeah. Um, that was part of like the, 20, the 2006 uh, release. Yeah. Right? Um, that would have, uh, hey man, like we saw Idea of You that summer when they yeah. were playing it. Like that was our first show. So I don't know. I, really, I, I was a little bit bummed we weren't there. Unfortunately, me and Danny needed to eat a hamburger and cheeseburger and. I, I should have joined you. I, I should have because this is the, the point in time. Like, because when I had my seat, went to seek up, uh, I got two beers. Yeah. And um, no dinner. Uh, <laughs> so I, I started to fade. Around, around idea of you is when things start to get a little blurry for Frank me. Frank had no idea. No ideas. Um, and then, you know, funny the way it is. Like, so. Interesting. So it's we have an three. It's, an, it's unfortunate at this point. We have three big whiskey songs, and the only one that I really cared to see was "Why I Am," and like, yeah. which is kind of unfortunate. Nothing from "Away from the World." Not a damn thing. Nope. Not um, a rooftop. Not a nothing. Nothing from "Crash." Mm-hmm. Uh, Crash is going to be a heavy. They'll definitely <coughs> play "Crash" tonight. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lady Bird has really reignited the relevance of that song. Sure. Well, not even. Just that song, but the whole album. Like, I at one point I thought they were gonna play so much to say. It, like, it sounded like they beat that, but that didn't happen. Um, so funny, it's whatever, fine. And yeah. then we kind of talked about ants already as a closer, but like, I think it's a solid one to, to close the set with. Like, always, always. Was there something that you would have rather seen there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It was fine. Perfect closer. Me and Danny were back visiting with another friend. I didn't feel like I missed anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I've seen it enough. I yeah, kinda... we've probably seen it like 20-something times. Yeah, that's that's yeah, okay. up there. Uh, so at that point, we didn't know what was happening. We were all trying to figure everything out. 
And then the encore starts, and the encore brings it all back. Yes. Like, this was an awesome encore. Like, epic. Pretty some, epic. Some Devil Dave Solo. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And, like, just... I, I said to Ryan, because everybody else was gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Because had no choice. Yeah, so I was like, well, we're getting two songs after this. And that's great. Like, I love a three-song encore, because mm-hmm. you feel like you... You got know, something. You got something. Yeah. Um, that, that was great. Pig. Huge. Love seeing Pig live. We did not expect that at all. I totally thought we were going to get Pig tonight because they streamed Pig last week. Yeah. But they played it again for us, and it rocks. Yeah. And it's great, and I'm... I miss it. I do. I miss... The, the fun part about Void on Pig is the little teeny-weeny, like, uh, vibrato notes. He was like, meh, meh. Like, in the middle yeah. of the verse, like... Yeah. That I missed. But, yeah. like, mm-hmm. other than that, that that was beautiful. I yeah. Perfect last night. Really yeah. great. At this point, I had, uh, I don't know why. I think I was, like, I went back. And that's yeah. where I, like, I yeah, stayed. I think you were looking for us. I was looking for you guys. I went to the bathroom. I was, like, getting water. Um, so, like, I didn't really experience enough of Pig. But, like, what I heard was great. And I, I love that song. Um, they didn't play Pig. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> you got what we <laughs> Uh, so that was great, and then into what I think is com- totally an opener, not a like, yeah. not an encore mm-hmm. closer at all. Yeah, yes. yeah. but sure. don't drink the water brought the house down. Yeah, uh, it was great energy, high intensity. They left the crowd totally wanting more. It, mm-hmm. it was, it felt like a Led Zeppelin concert at that point. Like it really, definitely, the rockitude had definitely hit a new point of rockaliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> where it broke the rock barriers and there was just you know rock and roll emanating from the sky. Yeah, like, it, it really went crazy. <laughs> I think it left you. It, it left us in a good position for tonight. It's like we ended yeah. on a high note. Yeah, like, right into right into today. I think it would be cool if they did like an album release with these two shows. Like that mm-hmm. would transition so well. Probably. I mean, obviously we don't know what the opener is tonight, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it left us in a good spot. Yes. Um. Um. Thrilled for tonight. So, um, the, so the last th- there were three tour debuts, um, big one Raven, then uh, Time Bomb, which is fine, and Some Devil, which is that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I, none of, we didn't have anything that's uh, what D and D Almanac calls liberations, which mm-hmm. is I think over a, th- a thousand days, right? Which is fine. You may get something. You may get surprised tonight. That would be really cool. I don't think we'll get any crazy surprises tonight. I think last night was the surprise show. Last night was the show for. To say this is why you come. You yeah. come the first night because you know it's gonna get turned. It's gonna get crazy, and it mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And tonight I think we'll get a ton of crash stuff. We'll get a ton of. We'll get a whole bunch of new songs. They'll probably repeat. I would either say come tomorrow or Samurai Cop. Yes. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And my, my biggest bummer that we didn't see was again and again because that's. I know. Fa- I know. It's my favorite one off the new album. You're gonna get it tonight. We're probably gonna get it tonight. Yeah. Um, so we will talk about it and let you know, and, uh, you totally please listen to the recordings and, uh, have a great, you know, drive back. Yeah. I miss you. It was yeah. great. It was great to have you last night. I'm glad you came. We yeah. had a great, we had a great crew. We had a great time. We pretty much forced you, but. <laughs> it was and worth it. Was it. Hard it was decision, totally worth it. Like getting, getting to the venue before the show started was just like, Hell. after a while, yeah. didn't seem like it was a possibility and we did it and it, it was so so successful and you know i'm gonna ride back now and gonna have a nice 
cruise down the Taconic. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna miss you guys tonight, and it's all ho- I hope it's a good show. We'll be thinking about you. Yeah. We love you, and uh, thank thanks for um, coming up. Cause it was really it was it was always good to have Frank gets back. Yeah, it was also a great moment just the three of us together, like yeah, in, yeah. The, in the middle of the show. Yeah, it was really, crazy. Like, we took it in. We're like, oh, it's just it's us. Yes, made it. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> all made it. We're here. Um, I don't know how we're gonna cut these, but. Maybe this will be one gigantic SPAC episode, but if not, um, you know, if we're going to end here, you know, always look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, LOH Podcast. You can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. Um, just to have that information out there, in case you didn't yeah. know about it at this point. Dave, not Dave. Dave. Da- uh, Danny, do you have anything you're plugging? You're plugging anything? I got, I got nothing to plug. You're going on a, bo- you're going on a book tour? I'm plugging myself. I'm a, I'm a good guy. Is anyone looking for a friend? <laughs> uh, Reach out. It was a blast having you on the podcast today. We really Thank hope you. that you will be coming back and be a regular guest. Um, and we'll try to record something tomorrow to see how night two went. Yeah, Balls Fest. It's coming up. Get ready. Oh man, balls fest. I'm I'm kind of sad I'm missing balls fest because like besides it being, you know, a really great pregame and getting a lot of good food and and beverages, uh, it means it's a, a good lot. cause. It's, it's a, a good, good cause. Yeah. It's a good good cause and like I just it's really the perfect tailgate. It is, and like I'm so glad we found it, and you know I think we should hope to continue doing it every year. Mm-hmm. Get your tickets for balls fest right now. Talk to you later, motherfucker. Hey everybody, uh, welcome back. Uh, we just recapped night one of Saratoga SPAC um, Dave show. I did not go to night two. I had to get out of there. I flew away <laughs> on Sunday so morning. You you did. You made how you made good time. Did you not? I made amazing time. It was crazy. I I woke up and it was torrential rain and thunderstorms yeah. at like four o'clock in the morning. I. I had to, I thought my flight was going to be delayed. It was not, but all my colleagues were like the ones that flew out of JFK. They got screwed. Um, so whoever was yep. on my flight, we got very lucky. We got down here. Everything went well. So it is currently Thursday, July 19th. We are a little bit later in the week. Um, I just did my conference and AJ, you guys didn't get the chance to recap yet. So, um, no. So, yeah, I, I just think, you know, kind of briefly, like, you know, one of the things that we spoke about in the car, I think in both rounds of the uh, previous episode of this episode, uh, Frank really wanted to see again and again. Um, unfortunately, uh, that did not happen on night one. However, on night two, they did open with it. Another come tomorrow song. Um, and it was broadcast live on TV. So yeah. Frank knew immediately that they played it, even though they didn't play it when he was there. It was such a middle finger. I was so <laughs> mad, but like, it was cool. Like they, they announced, I, I guess I don't really remember that they announced it before the show that it was going to be, uh, streamed online, like a video recording. Cause I guess we were so focused on night one being on the DMV radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. So, um, I, 
I only like I really only watched again and again because like I like I said I got back I packed I flew away I've been at this conference um, and so I have like the whole set queued up in my YouTube so I may like throw that on one of these nights just to to experience it but um, yeah I was it's a bummer I, I love that song so much but you know whatever um, I'm glad you guys got it and it was a pretty awesome opener like what what was what a what was like your group like night two and do you guys have a good spot was how was balls fest like oh my god okay so uh shout out to ballsfest.org uh, go to them give them money it's run by this guy frank de blasi who uh you know grew up in upstate new york but now moved to arizona he had testicular cancer that's why it's called balls fest uh, and now uh, every year b- during the Dave Matthews weekend at SPAC on the Saturday, they host a all-inclusive pregame on the at the state park in a pavilion. It is an absolute blast. Uh, it is, you know, it's 65 bucks, all you can eat, all you can drink. Uh, you go, everyone's a huge Dave fan, so obviously everyone's pretty cool. Uh, in the middle of it, there's a pretty depressing um, presentation, but it does it is a tearjerker and it does show you kind of where your money is going. And, and it's always pretty awesome to see uh, these young, you know, kids who have terminal cancer. You know, they get to have some pretty awesome trips and surprises and uh, things of that nature. Uh, and this year they did it with like kind of like sponsors, so it was even more personalized. It was mm-hmm. it was very cool. Um, so yeah, we hung out there and had a very nice time. Uh, the group this. Uh, you know, that went to the second night show was more uh, replete with uh, uh, the Comac High School 2008 crowd of our friend group um, who don't have to be named because, you know, but the, pretty you know much, who you are. <laughs> you, you, you know who you are. Uh, they came um, with the boyfriends and the fiancés and, you know, the girlfriends and we had a pretty good time. And uh, from there, uh, you know, getting into SPAC can be treacherous, you know, uh, Lest it, you know, I would never be the first one to say that getting into SPAC is always, you know, very, very easy. And, you know, both the night you came and the night we went were long walks from, you know, wherever we were to get into the concert. And then when you get there, you know, I had forgotten to, uh, my phone was dead, so I had to charge my phone on someone's battery really quick. Oh, and then Shayna had never even downloaded her tickets, so oh, man. we got way stuck, and then we kind of got held back, and I don't think we would have moved as uh, what happened. What ended up happening was people were collecting on the at the gate, but because there were so many people in different places, different people kept breaking off of the group and being told to come back, so we didn't get to our spot until late. Um, in terms of our spot, we were not too dissimilar from where we were the first night, but... Yeah. We were under the bridge, and uh, that kind of got a little crazy because immediately when we got there with all of us. Hello? There were a few, like, oh, little sorry. kids who had to be, like, run out and, like, you know, we it, we had to, like, you know, spread out and kind of move around. Sure. And we were in a good little spot. Yeah, I mean, like, was, I, I feel like uh, Oops, we, we, so, we got to see everything a little bit better, but not as, um, you know, maybe not as close. Or on the grass. Uh, sorry if I cut in there. I was it was That's breaking okay. up a little bit, but um, the uh, yeah, I mean, felt like night one was actually relatively easy, especially with the Uber to get to the venue and get in. And we were on kind of like the later side of things, obviously. But I mean, you guys were in the park itself. Was that like 
was it hard to get from the park? Uh, it's not, it's not hard, but it's just like, you know, after the whole weekend was, it's just a lot of walking. So, you know, at a certain point, I'm just a little, I'm just a little tired, especially if you're going to be going and standing for four hours. Sure. And like you guys uh, have been drinking at this point. So it's just, yeah, like, it was and just it's hurting it, cats trying to get everyone in together. And sure. So it, it, it was, it was a little tough. So anyway, we got in no problem. Um, you know, found our spot planted, you know, and, uh, it was, it was good. I felt like night two was kind of like, it's like subdued and like kind of different, like JTR was fun, but, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't a crowd that knew JTR. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was definitely one of the weaker, more people were singing along to Raven on the first night than were singing along to JTR on the second night. Interesting. Uh, I mean, that was a liberation. It had been been played in like a couple of years. So that's pretty dope. Um, it was it was fun. Um, you know, uh, Big Eye Fish was okay. Uh, Lover Daily Down is a great song. It was nice to be there with a girl this time. Um, yeah. Uh, Satellite, you know, obviously a classic, but short, five minutes. You know, like yeah. we're we're not going to be back in the world of the eight minute satellite. You know, yeah. like that is that's kind of gone now. Uh, that song, Come On, Come On, is a great song. Yeah, I really like that one. That was one that was kind of interested to see night one. Um, so, I mean, they played what, six songs from come tomorrow. So like between the two nights, what you had a couple of repeats, but not that many. So you probably got most of the, the album, right? We got a lot of it. And then, uh, of course, because they played again and again, they played sledgehammer. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was Uh, one we were talking that we wanted. (laughs) Yeah. Sledgehammer was absolutely fantastic, uh, and a total party and it kind of livened the crowd up a bit. Um, going into Louisiana Bayou, which is a totally different song now. Right, uh, and you've got keys again. So, like, that that's, like, circa 2006 or 7, whatever it was. With, yeah, with, it's kind of it's kind of weird. So they definitely are doing synth void for Louisiana Bayou. Okay. So there's no, there's no like, if, hands, or buts about it. Like, this is Boyd's part just, like, played, you know, on a synth right here, right now. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, you know, was it, you know, the great Louisiana bayous we've seen of old where like, you know, Robert Randolph comes out and it drives everybody nuts. Like, no, it's not that. Um, then we got to see something I know Shana was super excited to see and I enjoyed, which was here on out. And that was fantastic. Um, and, uh, it was really, uh, it was beautiful, um, and quick and he played it by himself and I loved it. And then he went right right from that into crash. And like at that point, Shayna was very happy. Yeah. Well, that's perfect for her then. Cause like, it seems <laughs> like the first half of the set, you, you kind of like have this rising until you get to buy you. And then they like bring it back down and then you've got here on out crash. And they, those are, I mean, crash for sure is a, cl- a crowd pleaser. Like that's like what some people only know of Dave, you know, like non Dave. Right. And so like, that's cool. And then, then you get, a tour debut of bartender 15 minutes long. That's nuts. How was that? <sighs> so good. Um, that is a song that has changed and is good. And like with the addition of keys again, which you had for so long, um, it's really fun and, uh, it jams very nicely and they brought back the, if I only had a brain interpolation. Oh, so that cool. was great. Um, it was, it was absolutely fire uh really a great bartender one of my favorites like um i can't wait to listen to that yeah yeah that was that was fantastic um then they go into samurai cop which they had played the first night 
I did not know whether or not they played it better the first or the second night. <laughs> I guess I wasn't paying close enough attention. I'm sure. I mean, uh, it, it, it opened the set, right? The first, yeah, no, wait, no, it, it didn't. We had Come Tomorrow the first night. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a good song. That's a short Shake Me Like a Monkey, man. Yeah, the Shake Me was like super quick. And it was, and that was actually great too. I love Shake Me Like a Monkey. Yeah, yeah. Um, 41, uh, you know, now, you know, um, 41 is different um, because I think that for people like me and you who like, like we have a very close relationship with the song, like we'll tag in the show notes of this episode, the video of our band playing 41 at uh, school. Yeah. Um, and pretty much like we played this with our, you know, one of our, uh, you know, all the, the original members of the band, if you've heard of them, which, you know, I guess one day we'll do an episode just on the band and you guys can get a whole backstory but essentially it was you know matt birnbaum on drums matt zion basile who occasionally is featured on this podcast playing guitar and then also now uh you know who played with us a few times was uh our friend carrie uh fitzsimmons uh, and uh you know also max daniels was playing in that video so now you know everybody who's playing on it um yeah so carrie died tragically in 2012 and you know i think you know one of the things i look back on is like what being able to watch this video she's playing Boyd's part, the violin part from Crash, the yeah. actual sheet music. And I think that something that we, uh, I think, you know, uh, we you, that I didn't necessarily think about with the loss of Boyd is not, is, I guess we all think about like the soloing and the, and the pivotal, you know, parts that he has in songs like Ants or Billy's or whatever. But like, he actually plays a very long melody kind yeah. of solo. It's in a counter melody, yeah. In the beginning of the jam of Crash, which in the forty one, which I kind of think is like a part of the song, like it's not necessarily um, a, a a solo every time. And I kind of remember when we would see forty one with Boyd, like he plays a few bars of that. If he, he if he doesn't play the full thing, whatever, but he's gonna play that main, as you call it, counter melody, and that's just not there right now. And oh, that and it is it is really crazy and it is very different from uh, the old 41. And uh, I think, you know, they're trying to figure it out. I don't think Buddy nailed this one. I think this may have been one of the I know he like had a goof up on one song on the second night where he plays like the wrong. He's in like the wrong key. And oh. he like plays like almost like four or eight bars of like just wrong. Oh man! <laughs> um, but uh, and you'd think because forty one is so easy, like he would have nailed it. But it it just was it wasn't it's not what you want. And mm. I think that they have to figure out like that is a clear case of they have to figure out a plan. Like, That's crazy because uh, they played it already a lot on this tour. Like well, we didn't li- like maybe you know. I, I don't know if I listened to it the full way through on the last one. I may have skipped it, but yeah. like ultimately, like I wasn't expecting that that was going to be gone, and I don't remember it at all. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so okay. Moving along. Do you remember? Do you remember? Was great. Then a song I never thought we so would hear. Ever this again. is another one that I was pissed about because this is my yeah. wedding song. <laughs> Steady as we go, and I like yeah. I, I was packing, and Megan and. And her mom were around at my apartment, and I was like, Megan, they just played Steady as we go. <laughs> I'm so pissed. Yeah, but I was like, you know what? It's better that we were not there. Because like, if I was there without her, it would have been a bummer. Um, yeah, even more sad. Yeah. So so that 
but I mean, how is because now they have keys again? They were able to do that. Sounds perfect. It sounds perfect. It's Great. like the album. It's fantastic. Awesome. Um, so that's cool to see. Um, Jimmy thing was dope. It was fantastic. Uh, the crowd got the lyrics wrong. <laughs> um, the yo, they changed "Sexy Motherfucker." It's not. A, it's not just like a. It's like. It's not really just the end jam. It's like a whole new second song. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I remember that from uh, before. That was cool. Um, then they played "She," which nobody in our friend group was happy to see, except me and Shayna. Um, <laughs> you don't even was, like that one that much, though, right? Or I do. I like oh, "She." Oh, you do? Okay. And, and I and I thought it was awesome. And then uh, right into Papa Rapunzel for the closer, and it was real good. I mean, and uh, at that point, you probably figured that was the closer, right? Oh, for sure. We know at that at that point, like we've seen so much. Like here we go. Like we're gonna get, you know, one one more big one. And to go out on Papa Rapunzel is is fantastic. Um, and and they played it actually very very good. Like they play he plays it more straight keys than like organs. So it like it really kind of grooves like how Butch Taylor would play it. Yeah. And you don't miss uh, Boyd as much. Because it's not a really, it's not a big Boyd heavy song with the dun 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 dun. Like they can play that now on the on the on the horns, on the horns. Yeah. and like that comes out awesome. So, so like that's one of the that that's one of the ones that came out good, I think. So and you just said this to me before we got on the the podcast, but uh, with the keys back in Linus and Lucy, do you think they can throw that back in sometime? Dude, I hope so. Like that's like the dream. Like there are certain intros to like songs that kind of come and go, you know, like I do like now looking back on it, I miss the old warehouse woo intro. Like that yeah. used to be a fucking blast and like would blow the roof off of whatever place they were playing. And like, now that they don't do that, like it's kind of sad. the heartbeat intro for Pampa, the Linus and Lucy intro for Pampa, something we never got to really see. Yeah. And like, that would have been a really cool thing. That would be a great thing to bring back that I think fans would absolutely go fucking nuts over. Yeah. Um, before we get to the encore, like, what were the the big break songs? Like, like, well, like the first night was Seek Up. Like, where did everyone kind of? Hmm. Um. I think people, uh, you know, kind of went out during like Satellite to go get some drinks because we know Satellite so well. We've seen yeah. it its back a thousand times. Yeah. Um, to see, uh, you know, maybe like Crash, you know, like yeah. you know, your your standard fare, like. People really like everyone was I remember everyone being there for 41. Like I remember everyone being there for Jimmy thing. Like we didn't go off on as many adventures. Uh, <clears throat> and then as we got to the end, we all just kind of, you know, split off. Uh, so the encore, you know, at SPAC is always kind of special. You know, uh, I don't I didn't think that we were going to get a Halloween this year. I just totally felt that that just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, if we didn't get um, but, it night one on the on uh, on Friday, Friday the thirteenth, yeah. Um, then I was kind of ho- I was kind of hoping quietly to hear what they're gonna do for two step now, and see how that goes. And uh, you know, you kind of I got what I paid for. So the first to see forty is always fun. You love forty. Um, it's always confusing when he comes out there and the full band is up there at SPAC and he only plays the tease. You're always like, oh shit, is it gonna happen? And no, it's not gonna. Happen. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. And, uh, it was a cute little one and he obviously didn't know the words again. And sure. You know, that was, that was fine. Yeah. One of um, these days we'll get another like two minute 40 and it'll be great. But for now we can, we can deal yeah. with the little teases. 
That's fine. Um, well, sister, how is it go like forty and sister. Like that seems like a pretty quiet encore. Like usually you've got like, like the first night we had some devil and then two like big songs and like. Well, that's because you know that they really okay. That's because they really went all out on two step. Okay, okay. I think that the plan for two step was to take you back to Central Park Ooh. and try to make it, you know, as. Not close to that, but like, how can we how can we integrate that kind of the slower, jazzier build to a crazy Carter solo that like destroyed us? Sure. Like it it was really like it's kind of sad because you used to get maybe two Carter solos a show where you'd get one like maybe like mid set like we like we probably should have like maybe like three or five years ago you would have gotten a Bart the a big drum solo during Bartender from Carter. Like maybe like at the end or like in the middle of the at the middle of the jam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now like you're only gonna really get one, and he saved it to go all out on two step for pretty much what was like a four minute. Like he was jamming for like four minutes, like That's really awesome. just and built something great, and everyone really played, you know, at the top of their ability. Again, more buddy on the piano than the like the organ or anything like that. Um, and making some, yeah, having fun. Like they definitely looked like they were having fun on this one. And you know, um, the cool thing about two step is you don't, you know, like that's one of the ones that is going to survive. It's going to survive, but it's crazy. This is only the second time this tour has been played, but you know, obviously SPAC is a special place. They're going to play it. And like, like that's like a way to end a set. Like, you know, when they start playing two step, you're like, all right, this is it. This is going to be awesome and you go on for a long ride and then by the end you guys are probably wiped and ready to get the fuck out of there <laughs> oh for sure and like you watch the solo and then you climb up the hill and you leave like that that was pretty much it you know uh at the same time it, i would love i would totally go back and watch this show on youtube i may do that at some point yeah um you know uh, that's that's awesome um okay thoughts about you know spec 2018 i mean uh, so like it's probably hard to com- it's always hard to compare but like was did i guess there are two two elements of it the set list ver- uh, first night versus second night and then did you have more fun the first night versus second night um i i'm going to be very honest here and like you know people may have feelings about this i think night 1 was a little bit more fun yeah um i think that uh it was a little bit lighter it was a little bit um more of an energetic kind of atmosphere. I think that night two kind of started out really slow and then, you know, kind of, you know, built up more towards the end, which is fine. Uh, but I think night one was more of a lighter, happier, enjoyable time. Um, I would never stand under the bridge ever again. I'll never do that yeah. ever again. Um, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, Cause all the body heat gets trapped under there. Oh yeah. You gotta just be out to the side a bit and then you're good. Yeah. And you're fine. So I think definitely would want to get to SPAC a little bit earlier and start, you know, maybe not going with as big of a crowd, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's and, nice, and tr- to, nice not to have to worry about a million people and just kind of be your core group. Yeah. Um, and, and that's cool. Uh, you know, going forward, I don't know what SPAC is going to be like, you know, in the next few years. Like I think that, uh, one of the things I definitely, you know, realized about this spec, you know, in going back and seeing our friend Evan, who had kind of a crazy time, 
Um, yeah, like baby SPAC is inevitable. So like that's kind of like the next stage of SPAC. <laughs> like and and that's coming up like next for the next few years. Like we get to ride out this kind of like post adolescence, you know, kind of mild adulthood kind of SPACs. Yeah. Um, which are uh, which are really fun and hedonistic uh, and and you know celebratory, um, but you know I think also uh, are changing. And, and we're watching them go that way. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, especially now that I'm living in New York again, I, um, I want to continue to go to SPAC. SPAC's our venue. Like I, you know, when I was living in Virginia, it was great to have something nearby there. And I, I absolutely love Jiffy, Jiffy Lube as well. It's like a very similar amphitheater kind of thing. Um, but you know, coming back to SPAC every year is something I look forward to and, um, you know, I think whether it was on the podcast or you and me talking, we know like that the band's in a changing phase, like they just had an album, which is great, but like, we'll see how the rest of this tour goes. And then next year we'll see. I mean, I think they're going to keep playing, but, um, their sound is changing a lot. And I think we're older now and, you know, the people that are younger know the newer stuff versus the older stuff. So, um, the, a lot of the music that they're going to play is, is going to change and like, uh, you know, I'm sure next year the Come Tomorrow songs will be a little bit uh, fewer of them, and we'll have you know more of a, a mix again, which is good. Um, I would love to see some guests. Like I think this year they've really focused on, um, you know, honing in on having Buddy in there and focusing on the new album. But like, there's nobody came to spec. <laughs> like in terms of guests. Like I was looking the other night at uh, what is it? Um, did they play at Jones Beach and had a guest or, or another or is it PNC? Yes, they, they had a, uh, a trumpeter play at Jones Beach and they had Re- Robert Randolph last night on Cornbread. So like, you know, that's fine. That's great. It's good for them. But like, yeah, they it, should. They need a guest. Why? Yeah, I think having a guest with Dave is always fun. It adds a, another energy and like you throw you have, you know, like oh, look in this one here. It, uh jimmy thing and you add a bunch of other people to it and it it just instantly changes the song and it's just a blast um but yeah no i mean i'm i love dave i'm gonna keep going that was my 24th show i intend to get to 25 (laughs) hey maybe they'll maybe they bring bella on tour next year or something like awesome you know like you get you get him back for another tour like like there's a lot of things that they can do and i think that they have a lot of uh you know i the thing that I find kind of frustrating and, I, and, I, and I'll, end, I'll end on this and I'll, I'll try to bring it back to a positive thing in, in, in a minute. I'll try really hard. OK, so the thing I find really frustrating is that as a day fan, I think we all want to deal with like the elephant in the room. Like what's going to happen? Like what's going to what are we going to do? Like we've all been a part of this fandom for so long. It's not, it's changing in a big way. What What's going to happen and what kind of has our leader sa- can say about it to like put us in a you know, uh, some kind of a headspace that we, you know, know what's going to happen coming down the line. And I find it really frustrating that he's been doing a ton of press for this record, but he hasn't been talking about the situation that we all want to hear about at all. And I think that, you know, it's kind of good on him for not, you know, stirring the pot or creating bad press. Uh, but I think that ultimately, you know, we have to see that, you know, he's telling us what's happening. Like the parts aren't coming back. We're not going to be memorializing this guy and that you all have to kind of adapt and like kind of deal with it as we grow and change. And that ultimately you're still going to like it and still going to come. 
Yeah. And I think that, you know, we'll see how he continues to play songs off the record, you know, how, you know, which ones of them, you know, may, may have good videos or good radio play or anything like that, uh, I think would be great. I also could see Dave getting nominated for a couple of Grammys on this album um, and, you know, potentially like winning them for not winning a few other times. Not that he gives a shit. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think that ultimately we got us back. The, the set list, if you looked at it any other year, you'd be losing your fucking mind. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is where this is where we are, man. Yeah. It's like. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's kind of a wrap on this back cast. Um, it's it's been a, a blast. I think uh, it's always a whirlwind of a weekend. And uh, I'm looking forward to next year. Um, but looking ahead for the Long Lost Heroes podcast, um, we're at the beginning of San Diego Comic-Con. So there's bound to be some news and trailers and stuff coming out this weekend. I'm going to be busy running around theme parks, so I'm, I don't know if I'm going to pay attention until at least I get back on Sunday, Monday. Uh, but, you know, whether it's this week, next week, two weeks from now, we're going to probably try to break some stuff down. And then I think Mission Impossible comes out pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, keep looking out for uh, new episodes of the Long Lost Heroes podcast this summer. Um, anything else for you, AJ? Yeah, I'm pretty good, guys. Like, I, you know, we'll come at you with some new content about uh, San Diego Comic-Con and, you know, review some of the fun news that comes out of that. Until that time, uh, stay frosty, stay cold, and enjoy uh, your beautiful summer weekends. All right. Take care, everybody. Only hope that y'all the one my words will land upon